Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. The scriptures we read in 1 Kings chapter 17 called our attention to the life of Elijah who on his own declared that there will be no rain. He declared that there will be no rain and in the strength of that pronouncement, the Lord spoke to him. The Bible said the Lord spoke to him and told him that he should go because he, he should go and hide himself because he has provided for him by the brook of chariots a raven to feed him. And the scripture said that he went there, he, he drank and he ate. But while he was drinking and eating, because there was no rain upon the land, the Bible said that the brook dried up. But the scripture said something very profound that I need us to understand, that I need us to know as we run, on this, run in this journey. The scripture said the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to him again, saying, he said, there is a woman, a widow of Zarephath. I have commanded her to feed you. People of God, if we decide to take a theological debate on that statement, a few of you may say, is that really true? Is that really true? Because you will agree with me that when Elijah got to the woman of Zarephath, the scripture said as he got there, he said, please go and make me food. What did the woman say? The woman said, no, sir. No, sir. What I have left is just a little, a little flour and a little oil that I am cooking. Sir, can you see in my hands are two sticks which I want to use to cook. When a man wants to cook with two sticks, he tells you the kind of food he wants to cook. He said, I have in my hand just two sticks that I want to cook for me and my child and we will go and die. We want to eat our last meal. Oga, there is no portion for you in this food. So, sir, I don't know where you got your mandate from, but there is no portion for you. Now, I'd like to ask you a question. If this was the statement of this woman, how come God spoke to him and said, I have commanded the woman of Zarephath to speak to you? The woman did not say, I had God tell me to give you food, but I choose to disobey. The woman did not lay any premise or any recourse to that statement. The woman said clearly that all I have is for me and my child to eat and die. So I begin to wonder, that is it really true that God has commanded somebody to feed him? But I do know that as confusing as it may be, there are some things that the Lord has laid in store for his children. It doesn't matter who is responsible. It doesn't matter who is in charge. It doesn't matter who is in control. It doesn't matter the tyranny around the situation. It doesn't matter even if the person has been informed formally. But once God has spoken... Whether the person has agreed or not, whether the person has had or not, because the person is a servant of God, God's word, once it goes out, the Bible says it does not return to him void. So I'd like to speak to somebody here as a prophetic declaration that if there is any word that has been spoken concerning your life, that natural order is saying no to, natural process is saying it's not possible, People around you have said, look, this one is not doable because God has said it concerning you. I declare and I prophesy that it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. You may not believe me and I do not want to force you to believe me. But what I am saying is that when God has spoken, even when situations around appears to run contrary to it, 
once God steps into a matter, the matter is solved. This was Elijah. Elijah declared that there should be no rain. Elijah said people around should not enjoy rain. And he went to a place and he was drinking water. He caused calamity somewhere. And God created a platform for him. Can I tell somebody here this morning, God will create for you a platform for your celebration and elevation that no man will be able to stop it in the name of Jesus. But five things, very quickly, we can say in 15 minutes. Five things you must do if you must begin to enjoy these blessings. Number one, every servant of God, one of the marks of the servant of God is that a servant of God is one that has a stand before God. If you don't have a stand before God, you will fall for everything. Any man that does not have a stand before God is vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. And I saw that in the scripture in verse 1 of 1 Kings chapter 17 that we read. The Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand. People of God, I like to ask you, where are you standing? Many, the challenge we have in the church today is that people don't have a stand anymore. Nobody has a stand. Everybody can take anything and nobody has a stand. Somebody said, it is necessary for people of God to raise a standard. Because once you raise a standard, it will drive some. What can I tell you? It will, it will draw many. Standards are necessary in the church. The church must begin to take a place. And the church must begin to say, this is where we stand. We have just announced that in two months time, there will be business and career fair. And when the business and career fair people, when they will start their logistics and their planning, they will begin to sell stands to people. They will begin to tell, advertise stands. Anybody who buys a stand during the business and career fair, that person's stand becomes the person's, the person becomes the owner of that stand as long as that career fair lasts. Nobody, nobody in this place can say, look, what are you doing here? No, he has paid for that stand. And Elijah said, as long as the Lord God lives before whom I stand. People of God, where is your stand? You go to the market, you know where somebody is selling meat. All you need to do is to close your eyes and walk to the stand of that person. You will discover that person. Where is your stand? I begin to wonder in church, where do you stand? Where do you stand as an individual? You go to the world, they look at those who are sinners. You stand with them. They look at those who are backbiters. You are also standing with them. They look at those who steal. You are also standing with them. In the office, you do the same thing sinners do. Where is your stand? At times I wonder if we give people position in church. And they are holding microphone and they are giving announcements. Or they are singing. Or they are reading Bible. Or they are even preaching. And somebody enters the church and sees the person holding microphone. Will the person be comfortable enough to say, I know the stand of this man in the office. He is a holy man. What is your stand in the office? Elijah said, before God whom I stand. Where do you stand? You know, when we stand before God, God exposes our weakness. When we stand before God, the holiness of God exposes our weakness. It exposes our frailties and it exposes those things that are weak in our life. Where is your stand? Where is your stand? In your house, what is your stand? Is it that when your wife is saying, child, come here and stop here, you say, no, leave him. Let him go. Let him go. What is your stand? What is your stand when we are talking about matters of eternity? What is your stand when we are talking about matters of spirituality? 
What is your stand? We're talking about matters of eternity. No wonder. When some people are preaching, somebody may be chewing gum as they are eating. That is even when you increase the gum chewing. And as they are talking, you are even lo- losing your shoe. They are talking, you are pressing your phone. They say, why are you doing all this? Are you not hearing the message? He said, who is preaching? He said, who is preaching? They said, are you not seeing the pastor? He said, hmm, I know him. We know where we meet. Boy, where is your stand? I'd like to ask you, in the church of God, where is your stand? Elijah said, before God, whom I stand. You can go and test me. You can go and check me. I know my stand. Where is your stand? I'd like to ask you, church, as we prepare to close, where is your stand? Where is your stand in the matters of eternity? Yes, we all come to church. Oh, we are all born again. But on the day we stand before God, the Bible says he shall separate both the, he will separate the goats from the sheep. On that day, there will be no room for us to come back to beg God for mercy. Right now, we have a right to change our stand. Where do you stand? Number two, I discovered that people who God, who will show the marks of their true Christian service, to God, do not only have a stand, but they also speak God's mandates. They also speak God's mandates. I am looking and I'm wondering, why is it that nobody can stand up and confront the things that are happening in this world? In those days, we have Elijah who stood, who stood before Ahab. When Ahab told him, oh, troubler of Israel, he said, I'm not the troubler of you are the troubler of Israel. How come today in our generation we don't have any man who will speak against what is happening. Rather, we have men who fraternize people in the corridors of power. People who should go to people who are committing evil and tell them to their face without fighting them that the Lord is against what you are doing even when the Lord loves you. We have people today who cannot speak the mandate of God. In verse 1 of 1 Kings chapter 17 that we read, the Bible says, and Elijah said, before good whom, whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain. Oga, sisters, brothers, he's saying there shall be no dew. You know in the morning when you wake up, even whether rain falls or not, there will be some dew that will just come down. He said, even that one you will not see. Who is Elijah to stop rain? Who is Elijah? Is it the one that, 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 that made rain? But he said, according to my word, he didn't interface with God. He didn't ask God, no question. The Bible says in the book of Numbers chapter 25, Numbers 14, verse 28. It says, as I hear you say to my hearing, so shall I do for you. We need men who will contend against the fool and he hearts men and tell them, enough is enough. We need men who will speak into the air and say, enough, we Boko Haram. We need men who will stand on the altar and say, enough of immorality. We need men who will stand and speak the word of God. Say, according to my word, there shall be no rain. According to my word, not according to any man's word. I declare it by my word. Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. Elijah was sitting on the mountain. They said, man of God, come down. He said, you call me man of God. If I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume you. Fire came down and consumed them. We are those men today. Those kind of men are gone. We have today who men, even when they speak, you begin to question them. Where are you speaking from? They stopped the man of God who was driving. And when they, when they stopped him, he said, look, I am pastor. So, so, he said, exactly, you are the one we are looking for. Yeah, pastor, come down. Have you, have you seen how, how, how the integrity of God's word has been, dis, has been bastardized? He said, you are, come down, you are the one we are looking for. Where is the offering of church? Where is the offering of today? 
Pastor say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. He said, where is the offering? Because some people have been made to believe that they own the offering. God will judge everybody. God will judge everybody. Where is our stand? Not only our stand, do we speak the mandates of heaven? Number three. You don't only speak God's mandates, but those, the mark of a true servant of God is that they have a secret place. They have a secret place. Do you have a secret place? Today we have a people and a group of people who always want to be heard. They want to be seen. They don't want to hide. They don't want to spend time in God's presence. In verse 3. What did the Bible say in verse 3 of that scripture we read? The Bible says, and the Lord told him, get away from here and turn his word and hide by the brook chariots. The Lord is saying, go and hide. Go and hide. I'd like to tell somebody this morning, please go and hide. So many destinies have been destroyed because men refuse to go and hide. I'd like to say to you that those who appear too early, they die untimely. I'd like to say to you that those who appear before their time, they die before their time. Those who, who, those who do not take time to mature on the inside, they become a calamity and a disaster on the outside. It is necessary for us to hide. Look at everybody who mattered before God. They hid before they came out. Jesus Christ, before he came out, he hid himself before he came out. People were saying, those who want to be great, they don't do it in the secret. He said, yes, leave it so. He was hiding. Apostle Paul, when God called him, the Bible said, I didn't show myself to any man. I went to hide. People of God hide. The parable of the sower tells us that, they were, that the sower went forth to sow the seed. And as he was sowing the seed, some were falling by the wayside. They did not last. Some fell among thorns. They did not last. Some fell among hard rocks. They did not last. But those who fell on good soil took time to germinate. They were the ones who lasted. People of God, where is your secret place? Where is your secret place? Oh, how much I treasure the secret ministry of intercession. Where is your secret place? A mighty church was doing well. Doing very well. The church was growing, blossoming. People were increasing in number. People were saying, ah, this pastor is trying. This church is great. This church is great. This church is great. But every morning, there is always one old woman who comes to the back of the church to pray for the church. One old woman. Just one old woman. She comes very early in the morning, 6 a.m. She staggers into the church. 6 a.m. She comes to the church. At the back of the church, she's praying till the end of the service. One old woman. One day, they discovered this church began to grow and grow and grow. After a while, the church started going down. Started dwindling. Started dwindling. They were saying, what is wrong? Pastor's message is still the same. Pastor's message has not changed. Pastor has not reduced in anything he's doing. What is happening? Until they discovered mama has died. The one who was holding the church in intercession has died. People of God, we are the intercessors in the church. Everybody come to church, they say, hey, what is happening? Why are you not interceding? When you notice a problem in the church, the mark of a servant of God is to go and pray, not to complain. Why are you not crying unto God? God, God, enter the church. If all of us become intercessors, we won't have a problem in the church. If anything that happens to anybody makes us to bend our knees to pray, there will be no problem in the church. But we have a lot of complainers in the church. We don't have intercessors. And the church is suffering because the people of the secret place are dying gradually. The people of the secret place, they are changing church. And I'm wondering what is happening. Number four, the marks of anybody who will be a servant of God. They have the spirit of God. 
people of God, do you have the spirit of God? Anybody who will prove himself to be a servant of God has the spirit of God. These are the people you call men of God. I'm not talking about pastors. It is not only pastors that are men of God. Anybody who represents Christ is a man of God. These are men of God. People of God, when, you call you, when they call you a man of God, a woman of God, do you know what it means? It means that you have the right to represent Christ. You can represent Christ. This is not a man of the devil. This is not a man of the world. It's a man of Christ. When they call some of us men of God, we look. Who? 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 This one. <laughs> that what? Because he's far from being a man of God. A man of God is a man that has been taken from among men. A man of God is a man who does not behave like other men behave. A man of God is a man who has seen the world but has died to the world. The Bible says Elijah was a man that has the spirit of God. Verse 12. Let's read verse 12. In verse 12, the scripture says that so no, verse is it verse 12? Verse 12 of 1 Kings 18. In verse 12 it said, and it came to pass as soon as I am gone from you, that the spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know. So when I go to tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord for my youth. This was, this was Ob- Ob- Obadiah telling Elijah. He said, Elijah, please, don't tell me to go and tell Ahab that you are coming. Because if I go, the spirit of God will carry you. Oh my God. These are men of God. They are lacking in our days. We now have men who introduce the word to the church. They bring the same thing they are doing in the world to the church. The pulpit has become a place of caricature. The pulpit has become a place where people will come and be cracking jokes that never existed. I trekked from Atlanta to Toronto. And when I trekked and trekked and trekked and trekked and trekked, my leg bent. And the whole church will be laughing. Jesters will take over the pulpits. And the time for the word will be reduced. We are no longer hearing the word of God because there is scarcity of men of God. We are hearing things we no longer need to hear in church. Things we used to hear in the society and we say, God, this society is corrupt. We are not hearing it in the church. And I am amazed and I am shaken that what is the hope of the church? Little wonder. The Bible says that the judgment of God will begin in his house. I am afraid. Where are the men of God? Where have they gone? Where are the men that the spirit of God will carry from one place to the other? Oh, what we have today are great men of God. It's a shame. What we are supposed to have are men of a great God. There is nothing great about the man. It is the God of man that is great. I'm ashamed at what is happening in the church. Men of God who are separate. Men of God who have the relationship to stand before God. Men of God whom demons hear their voice and they run away. Men of God that speak to mountain and mountain move. These are the men of God we are talking about. Finally. The marks of the servant of God is that they have a sacred altar. They have a sacred altar. Their altar is pure. Their altar is in place. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 30, the Bible says, and I read, then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him and repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. People of God, 
Is your altar broken down? Are you managing the altar? You think God does not know. He knows. He knows your altar has gone down. Eli was a man who was a spent force before God. Eli no longer had a relationship with God. And when God began to speak to Samuel about what he would do next, God called Samuel. He said, Samuel, Samuel. The Bible says Samuel went to Eli. Did you call me? He said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. He went to sleep. The Lord called him again. Samuel, Samuel. He went to Eli again. Did you call me, sir? He said, I did not call you. Go back to sleep. Today we have a church where elders are sending the young ones to sleep. We have a church where all spiritual men are sending the spiritual ones to sleep. We have a church where people who are tired are sending those who are still energetic to sleep. We have a church where the proud are sending the humble ones to sleep. Am I talking to Ekoi Baptist Church? No, sir. I'm talking about the church universal. I'm talking about the church universal. Even for those listening to us and hearing us through live streaming, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the whole world. I'm talking to every man. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. I'm speaking to myself. And I'm saying, church, enough is enough. Let fire come back to the altar. Let fire return back to the altar. No wonder. The Bible said, and Elijah repaired the altar. And he said, let the God that answered by fire. Let him be God indeed. And fire came. We need fire. We need fire upon the altar. People of God, we need fire upon our altar. We are the Elijahs of our days. We are the Elijahs of our days who are passionate. Who will say, if I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume the people. We are the Pauls of our days with rugged faith. Even when he was beaten and he fainted, when he came back to life, you know what he did? He went back to that same city where they beat him till he fainted. We are the Pauls of our days. We are the Stephens of our days who are so passionate about what they are doing that even when he was being stoned and they were killing him, before the last strength in him left, he said, Father, forgive them. Do not count this against them. We are the Stephens of our days. We are the Moses of our days. A selfless man who discovered that God was ready to discard the people. He said, Lord, don't discard them. But Lord, if you would discard them, cancel my name. Blot out my name. I don't want to enter that kingdom again. Blot out my name. We need such men. Today we have men who want to enter, who will leave others behind. Those are not marks of true servants of God. We are the Abrahams of our days. A man of, a, of, of great intercession. Who will beg the Lord, Lord, what if you find 50 people? 40, 20, 30, 50, even up to 5, if you can find. God said that we do. Intercessors, we no longer have them in the church. We are the Esthers of our days. A sacrificial lady who said, If I perish, I perish. Let the people be saved. I'd like to ask you as we close the message Are you a servant of God? Or you prefer to be called a child of God? Whichever one you prefer, no problem. But I love to be a servant because I know my place as a child of God is established by Jesus' death on the cross. I'm no longer in contention of that one. I am already a child of God. But I want to serve. I want to be a servant. I want to be in the kitchen, cooking, washing the plates, sweeping the floor when others are watching television. I want to begin to build my spiritual life when others are lackadaisical. I want to be the one who will be the last to sleep when others have slept. I want to build my spiritual refinery so that when others are failing, I'll be rising. Are you here? Are you a servant of God? 
Are you, are, do you have the marks of Christ? Do you think God can use you? Can you bow your heads? Let's talk to God. Bow your heads. Let's talk to God. On Christ the soul lead rock I stand all other ground is sinking sound all other ground is sinking sound my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I cannot trust the sweetest frame but holy lean on Jesus name when darkness seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil his oath his covenant his blood supports me in the man in this whole world. You can know everybody in Nigeria. In short, you can be the Nigeria himself. But you know you are not a servant of God. You know you don't have a stand before God. When they come to the marketplace, they can't find you. There is no way anybody can see you. You want to say, Lord, today, I want to rededicate my life. Please, if that's your decision, can you lift up your right hand? I want to pray for you from here. I want to pray for you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Please, ushers, help them. God bless you. There are people here. There are people here. Help them. There are some there. Please, ushers, break, break into the church quickly. Help them. You know, you can join these ones. You know that your relationship with the master, 
has issues at the moment. You can say, Lord, I want to begin afresh with you. There are some people there. There are some there. There are some. You can join these ones quickly. Raise it high above your head. Let them identify you and give you quickly. Father, thank you. Thank you. To you be the glory. To you be the honor. We leave everything at the altar. Bless us and keep us. And let your name be glorified. The day we stand before you, help us not to be disqualified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. As your people go this week, go with them. Let your hand be upon our lives. And let your name be glorified. We will not fall into any pit this week. This week will be a week of blessing. A week of open doors. And a week of greatness. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.